Bread in Europe, bread in Africa, bread in the Middle East. Very different products, but all important markets for German flour improver specialist Mullenschemich. I'm Jess Halliday. On the line, I have Managing Director Leonard Kaczynski, who I'm hoping can shed some light on bakery trends and ways of doing business in these markets. So first of all, uh, Leonard, thanks for joining me. Uh, why are Africa and the Middle East interesting markets for your company? Well, generally speaking, uh, those, those countries have a lot of growth, which you can see in many areas, or even outside the baking industry. And therefore, we, with our technical team, and our sales team try to be as close as possible to the customers to follow new trends and to follow that growth and to, of course, to supply more products. What's the best way that you have found to serve the industry in these countries? Do you really need to be very close on the ground there? I would also say that uh, it depends from market to market because in, in some markets you would have uh, a direct presence having a, an own subsidiary, uh, which we are building up in various countries of the world. In other markets, you would just deal through uh, local representatives or agents who are having a closer contact to the customers. In, in some markets, we even have uh, completely uh, direct link to the customers, uh, including invoicing, technical servicing, etc., etc. And are there any um, particular cultural aspects um, in working in certain countries that you need to be aware of? No, for sure. I mean, if you if you only look at Africa, you see so many different uh, tribes and, and, and even languages which are being spoken. So of course we uh, we have uh, we have seen that and we have also reacted to that and and uh, that's why we also uh, hired new people from um, natives from various countries to to gap uh, to bridge that gap and to be able to to talk to those uh, customers and to talk to them in the right way. So what about the differences in the actual products that uh, your flour improvers can be used in? There must be a huge variety. Can you give a little insight into uh, the different kinds of products? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you only look at the um, at the Middle Eastern market where you have a lot of uh, Arabic bread, uh, where hardly any, any, any yeast is being used, there, of course, most of our flour improvers will not be will not be of help there you will have uh, a bigger market for for vitamin premixes since since also in that region there's um, there's a bigger need and, and governments have seen that and um, and flower improvement towards flower fortification is a big issue so so that is a trend of course in the in the whole region and for the african markets uh, it's a little bit different there you find a lot of yeast raised products especially in those countries where where well, the old colonial traditions have, are still followed through and, and whether you have uh, either British sandwich breads or even or French baguette bread, and in all those uh, applications you will find a lot of our flower improvers. Thanks very much, Leonard Kaczynski, for sharing those insights with me. So it seems that no one size fits all when it comes to selling flower improvers around the globe. I'm Jess Halliday. Join me for another industry podcast.